Well, hello, I'm Robin Cordry of the uh, Brooklyn's Members uh, Talks team. And today I shall be speaking to a former, a former Lotus Formula One driver from the 1970s, uh, a teammate to Emerson Fittipaldi, to Nicky Lauda, and posthumously to Jochen Rindt. This gentleman was a contemporary of fellow Swede, Ronnie Peterson, and he has driven for Lotus, BRM, and March in Formula One, and has 23 Grand Prix starts. His name is Rainer Wiesel. Rainer, welcome. Lovely to speak to you. Thank you. As someone who finished an amazing third in your first Grand Prix and stood on the podium in your first Grand Prix, how did you get started in motorsport when you were back in Sweden? What, what got you started in your racing career? Oh, I was uh, actually following uh, my friends who, who drove uh, motocross and TT from that time and, and uh, I started for myself making bicycling uh, uh, some type of, of uh, what is now it's a cross country sort of things but then then I changed uh, because one of my fellow friends he uh, entered uh, racing with the Lotus uh, Elite. So then I started, we started to follow him and went to many races. And um, then, then we tuned up our own car and did some, some races. And uh, we thought it was me and a friend, we had a garage. And uh, at that time you had to have uh, do three works to, to get the, everything financed because we, I mainly started from scratch. I had nothing. No rich uh, parents, no rich family, but um, we made it. So we thought better instead of fighting for all these tickets and things uh, to coming to racing circuit, we make one car ready and we go racing. So then we had uh, all the entrance into the pits. And that's how it started. I started 62 with a Mini Cooper. And then uh, it continued all the way up to, um, yeah, to, to uh, saloon, cars, uh, formula. Three, two, and up to Formula One and sports cars, and so that, that's uh, how it all started in a resume. Because you, in 1967, you won the Swedish Formula Three Championship in uh, a Brabham, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how did your career develop uh, once you won the Formula? Yeah, then, then, uh, then after 
I changed to uh, techno for 68. And then uh, for 69, Chevron. For Chevron, I, I drove both Formula 3 and the sports car, the Chevron B8. And then uh, it worked quite well. So then I, I drove Formula 5000 for uh, for uh, McLaren and for, um, for Sid Taylor. And unfortunately, I must say, I had a very good relationship with McLaren and uh, did testing at Goodwood uh, only about, yeah, in, uh, and yeah, before, before um, it was a gold cup race or something at Silverstone. And uh, I drove together with Danny Halm and uh, Bruce McLaren, but then Bruce get killed at Goodwood and then it was uh, yeah, stagnation, he, nothing happened really and then uh, then came that offer when, when, uh, when Jochen died then I was asked to jo join the Lotus for that uh, third place race at uh, Watkins Glen, yeah. Did you have any, had you uh, any contact with Lotus before you drove for them? Had you raced for them in other categories or did you know the team? No. How did you, how did you first get to um, get in contact with Lotus? No, they just, did they contact you? They just called me up, I think. That was a race, I made a Formula 2 race at Truxton. And there was a few things happening around me, which I did not understand. But as I believe Colin and uh, Peter War negotiated with, uh, with my Chevron team to uh, somebody else, perhaps, uh, to, to join them. And they, they asked me to come to Snetterton and do a test. And uh, then they said... Uh, you're welcome to the team, and uh, we go to America. Okay, okay, that's interesting. So, that's how it... You went very well, because you went, you went straight into the team and straight to the USA for your first Grand Prix. Yes. It was a very good race for you. Yes, it was... It was very good, actually. It's, what should I say? It's not too much effort. It's just a drive. You only have four four tires on the ground. That's and if if the car is good like it was, then it's no problem. Because you you drove two iconic Lotus cars during your career. You had the Lotus seventy two to start with, the car that won the nineteen seventy World Championship. And then yes. you also drove the Lotus 56B, I believe, the, the gas yeah. turbine car. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's the Lotus 72 yeah. was probably more conventional. How, how, was that to, how was that to drive? What was that like, as a championship winning car? Uh, it's a completely different thing. And uh, I remember that uh, they had been testing the 72 at uh, 
Silverstone, and it was going so good. So I thought now it will be interesting to see when when the practice starts and see how it goes. And out came the turbine. So I think I said something that uh, Colin didn't like too much. And I had to repeat it. So um, it was awful to drive that car in a competition with the other car. But one thing, he had sold uh, the 72 car to uh, Dave Charlton from South Africa. And I, what I understand, it only lasted a couple of laps before it blew up. So it was, well. It wasn't too bad driving the, the, uh, uh, the turbine. I was uh, hammering along for, I don't know what. I think a turbine blade broke. So it was not so competitive. But it was, you know, very, very different type of driving because when it was uh, I think we had about 200 kilo more fuel and that means when when uh, racing with it when I break at 300 all other cars you know that I had behind came chup 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 past me and then at 150 meters, when I normally should have braked, then I had to put the full throttle on to get uh, the power up. And in the exit, I just lifted the brake and I was go. And that was going on for, yeah, for all the laps. It was so a very was, different experience to a normal, a normal car. It's completely different, very, very different. You know, that car had 240 horsepower idling, idling, uh, that you had to stop with the brakes. It was too easy a car. Yeah, it was yeah, double brakes on it. And uh, as long as it works, it was good. But it should have been, all the cars should have been the same. Then it could have been fun. But to be yeah, the only, be fair, yeah, to be the only one was uh, not so excited. Yeah. Because your teammate for your time in 1970 and then for the full season in 1971 was Emerson Fittipaldi. How was that driving alongside? Yeah, um, it was no sorry. problem. No problem. But I, I figured out quite... Uh, Early, we should have been equal for number one, but that you see in the first race, you're, you're only one and a half. You know, yes, number one, yeah. And then you look at everything. I should not complain, but you, you see, you only get the second hand parts when you look around. Because I'm very interested in, in sea development. And I noticed a lot of things that was different. You know. 
engines uh, when I checked was marked with Amazon, which means perhaps uh, it was it was not worse anyhow. It was probably better. Yes, yes. So uh, after that, that year, you then moved to uh, Marlborough BRM for 1972. Um, where you drove alongside another future world champion in um, Nicky Lauda. How, how was that? Yeah, I must say, first of all, I, I, had, uh, I had an option with Lotus for 72. But hey, I think it's perhaps the same with all the options with other teams too. Option, options is only one way option. So then they called in Dave Walker because Dave was promised to have a drive in the Formula One if he win if he win the Formula Three championship, which he did. So they brought him in, and then uh, he, yeah, I, I, he could not manage to drive Formula One. He could drive Formula Three, but. He could not cope with the extra power, I believe. So that's why they called me back uh, in the end of the season when they saw the problem I had of BRM. Because BRM, they can call you up, pull me up uh, on Thursday to say I had to be at a certain place, uh, circuit, uh, on Friday for, for uh, practice. And it was about seven drivers, I think, with three and a half car. So you never know if you had a car or not, which was the reason for America and Canada. I asked to be sure, do I have a car or not? Because Colin had called me up and asked if I could come and race those two races. But of course, I had a, at that time, I had a contract with Marlboro, BRM, and Lotus had a player. And it was a lot of discussions going around. And then in the end, of course, I said, you have a BRM, no problem. And then I said, I don't care. I drive the Lotus to see what's happening. And uh, it was it was doing very well. I, I kept up for even I was I was not slower than Amazon anyhow. And um, but we had uh, not a good make of tire. I I can't remember if we had a good year and the other had five stones. Or if it was the other way around, yeah. It was not the best tire at that time. But anyhow, it was going very well, and uh, then um, after that, Colin uh, called me up to the hotel room and asked if uh, I could drive for him for 1973, and I was, yeah, I was fed up with all this up and down and go here and there and all the sea airports and traveling it was so I said no no thank you I I stop now and that was it uh, it was not the question about money or anything I just 
I, I just was fed up with racing. So after you decided not to drive for 73, then Colin asked your countryman, uh, Ronnie Peterson, to, to step in and drive with Yeah, yeah, something, something was going on there. I don't know, but obviously we could not have been three drivers in a Lotus car. And I don't know what happened, but uh, rumors said Colin was on the way to lose uh, Emerson for 73, which he did later for 74. So it was over my head. I, I don't know what really was happening. And I was talking to, to Ronnie's brother, and he said he had already signed a contract uh, in July or something. But, you know, same option and contracts, it, it's not worth anything in the end. If it's one way. It's one way later. You did, you did carry on, didn't you? Because yeah, that was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was driving, oh, March. Terrible thing. On the warming up lap, front suspension fall off, the thunderstorms, then I drove again. Uh, and uh, I was up to six or seventh place when the rear suspension fall off on the straight. And I ended up in the end of the moss. And then I had a compensation race uh, at Paul Ricard. And I felt in practice it was engine was terrible engine, no power. But they had overfilled the petrol, so it was down to my safety belt. And I had it around uh, the six-point belt, and it started to hurt. So my eyes was watering, and I, I, I had to stop. And I had to go to the doctor and get it fix it burnt like hell around the important, important part, yeah. So that was it. I never... So you decided that? Yeah, there was a mistake to do this races, but uh, some people insisted on uh, you, you cannot stop now, you have to do this, you have to do that. And they supplied me with cars, but you know, better better not drive a bad car because you have yeah. to to fight for it. It's no good. You have to be in the good car in the right place at the right moment. If not, you you're done. Yeah. And Ronnie Peterson had a good year in '73 with the Lotus. You you'd know. Yes. Ronnie, for a long time before that, hadn't you? Your, your careers oh, have, yes. have crossed uh, earlier on, haven't they? I know him very well. Uh, he came up from go-kart, and I was a teacher in the driving school at uh, Karlskoga. And uh, I had to uh, go around with him. He was in a Mercedes. Uh, if it was his father's car or if he had his own, I don't know. 
But he was driving me around and, and show what co the cornering and I, I said, okay, it's good. So I signed his uh, driving license. You know, I, I was his teacher. <laughs> Racing license? Yeah. But, but you, you too, didn't you? Formula 3. Yes, and we, we was doing a lot uh, of races. I, as I started 76, and he came in 77. With uh, he bought, uh, uh, first they made, his papa made, uh, or Sweeber, they made a car, Formula 3 car, which was actually a copy of the Brabham. Well, that did not go too well. So they bought a car from um, Kurt Ahrens, Formula 3 car, and then it started to be better. But Ronnie was always very brave. I think he, he, he tried too much, you know. He, he had a driving style that would not, or did not fit me, but don't fit anybody else. I mean, it's going sideways, oversteering all the time, and it's not the way to, to go fast. You have to get play with a car to get it neutral, and if you like to have it understeer in some fast corner and oversteer in tight corner, that is the most difficult thing to, uh, to get together. But uh, Ronnie didn't care to drive anything you know, quickly. <laughs> but and you raced, you raced him world to world, didn't you? Yeah, we raced. Uh, we raced a lot together, and uh, yeah, I would say he, I had to back off, back off a few times uh, to avoid big accident because he 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 never cared, you know. He he just had to be first. And if if you have to run over you, it uh, doesn't matter. It, he, he was, you call it Bordeaux. Uh, it was not, uh, sometimes not fair. He was, he was a hard racer, a hard racer in times I, I really much better than today when if you crashed, you could hurt yourself and kill yourself. Yeah, yes. Go to hurt. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was... Uh, we had a lot of good fun together. But uh, Ronnie was a uh, deep sinker, you know. He, he can never relax, you know. If you sit down eating a couple of people, he's <laughs> always talking about bloody revs and if you go up on gear here and how much you would win there and never about how much you would lose there. So it's difficult to get the, it was difficult to get a good conversation with him about other things because I don't think you know about other things. It was only racing. Only racing. Racing was his life. Yes. For you, end of seventy, you stopped. You stopped in Formula One. What, what, 
after that, once you came out of Formula One? Oh, then I started with a cars that was uh, uh, had roof on it. I started to to go with a Porsche, Porsche Cup, and uh, uh, was a team called uh, with a name Tibernum and. Uh, right. Was Hart Hartwig Betrams who was uh, uh, probably supplying most of the money, and uh, Clemens Sickentans and me, and we uh, supported and helped Hartwig Betrams to be the European champion, seventy-five. And then, uh, then, yeah, then came in uh, this. Uh, Camaro, which was a special Swedish class V8 uh, Camaros, which uh, ah, I would not say good fun, but it was uh, good for the public. Like a Trans Am car. Yeah, sort of. And uh, it was good for yes. the public and came back to, to see the races. Which was uh, quite spectacular with about, I think, 20 Formula, oh, Formula, no, no, Camaro cars. Same with some 420, mm. 450 horsepower and uh, smoking of tires and uh, accidents. And people was very happy. And we had, uh, before start, we had Jerry Williams, uh, good, uh, pop star, singer, who was entertaining people before. So people came back and, and liked racing. And that was uh, the end. And uh, then I went to uh, Belgium and I, I did a lot of races with uh, Bastos, a cigarette company there. And, oh, Bastos, uh, yes. Yeah, I liked that very much, and uh, we had a lot of good fun and good races. But then, uh, you know, it's the same French, uh, Belgium, uh, same everywhere in the world. You know, if you come from outside like me, a Swede, you're not that high in, in the ranking. So then they was asking me to only do two, three long distance races like this for 24 hour and things like that. And I said, no, no, that's not enough. I have to do seven, eight or seven, 10 races to, to keep the speed up. Otherwise you cannot jump into a car and think you should be good in doing only two, three races. So then it's faded up. Oh, nearly. Because then, then I started with a, Dieter Dahlemann, who had a, a Mini Cooper. And that was historic uh, Group 2 cars. And he asked me to join his team. So that I did. And uh, uh, we managed very well. And uh, I helped uh, Dahlemann to win the championship. We was oh. actually... Uh, Rich and Longman and myself was helping him and Rich and Longman had to go to uh, the Caribbean for summer so then I had to step in 
So we shared the points to help Dalaman to win. That was actually the end of of, uh, of my racing. Yeah, yeah, that was the end. Yeah. Do you still have you still kept in touch with motorsport since that time? Since since you stopped driving and yeah, I I I look at nearly all the motorsport. But unfortunately, for this weekend now, uh, Silverstone, my my decoder packed up in, uh, I think it ran out money. So, were these were these programs you kept from your from your own rating career or ones that you've collected since then? No, no, I follow everything from here and uh, a lot of history historic racing in Formula One and sports cars. I don't have too much about myself. They're sending me a lot of uh, uh, photographs that I have to sign and send back. Uh, there I see a lot of nice pictures. Because when you race, you never see anything. You only, you only drive. So it's, that's good. I can copy those uh, photos and collect myself. Looking back at your, your, your career, obviously you've had a, a career in different categories, not just Formula One. And a lot of that time, it was a time of great development in, in racing car design, technology, and probably safety. Looking back at that period, are there any particular, is there a, do you have a favorite at a particular kit that you, that you really enjoyed? Yes, uh, I, I must say, I must say the, the most races I enjoyed was the Formula 3 because there I was involved. Uh, first, you have to make the entrance, transport, be mechanics and the driver. And then uh, when you came up to a uh, higher class, let's see Formula 1, I like to see what they were doing go to the garage and see so they did not sleep uh, but they all the time said go back home we don't like you here come back uh, nine o'clock or something tomorrow and that's i did not see anything because i my strongest part was to being mechanical and technical man so i like to see and develop a few things myself but you know in, in Formula 1 if you have some idea like I remember Tony Southgate I had some idea about what could have made the car probably better but then it's I, 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 I have to be up to the drawing board and then to the machinery and then you have to test it takes, you know, a couple of weeks before that is done. So uh, it, it doesn't work that way in Formula One anymore. I think it's the same today. They don't let uh, drivers into the garage anymore because the mechanics, all the ants uh, running around in the car, you see it's unbelievable. We, 
I was driver, entrant, mechanics, everything. With I had sometimes I had one or perhaps two people helping me, but I have hundreds. For what? Only cost a lot of money. It, they have to do something about that, you know. It reminds me. It reminds me of uh, before when when now people don't understand. They have a cell phone and say blah blah. They call everywhere in the world. But when racing, entering and have to to rely on post restante and uh, and uh, telegram. To go around the world, you know, was yes. no telephone. You know, I remember I was driving in Yugoslavia in in '66, and uh, my engine blew up, and I had uh, some help with a man. Royce, uh, you don't remember him, Tim Cash. He was a Lego soldier, and uh, he helped me to get organized with new parts. And we had to go to Trieste to get the phone and order everything to come down to Milan, Milanese, and put it together again. That was very costly reparation. And I thought, now my, my money is nearly gone. What shall I do? Should I go back to Sweden and have my, oh, my bad feeling? And uh, I calculated and I said, no, we have not got an entry in Portugal, Villarreal, and that's quite a bit between Milan and, and Villarreal. So they said, we go there. And I came there early on, I think Wednesday, and they get me an entry and I was doing well. And then, yeah, money came in again. It was... Happy time again. <laughs> right, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. Um, Anytime you just call me and uh, I try to help you. 